Open mine eyes that I may see Glimpses of truth thou hast for me Open mine eyes, illumine me Spirit divine Love of my life, I am crying I am not dying, I am dancing Dancing along in the madness There is no sadness like to invite you to a soul-level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guests' spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. Jim Schacht is my guest today on Song of the Soul. Jim is a music lover, grew up loving and sharing music with his parents and siblings, and has been accompanying the Quakers of Milwaukee Friends Meeting on his guitar as they sing together before worship for most of the past 20 years. Jim, welcome to Song of the Soul. I'm so glad you could join me. Thank you. It's fun sharing something I love. Well, you've got a long history with music, don't you? It's many ways held our family together. We had a lot of things that didn't work in our family, but one of the things that did was we could sing together, and um, that made up for a lot. Well, what is the musical composition of your family? Well, I have three brothers and a sister, and my mother sang all the way through life and she still is giving concerts at 88. My dad sang bass and my oldest brother is, well he's a philosopher, sings in choir, plays French horn, has had a bunch of parts and musicals and a variety of things. My second oldest brother plays bass in bluegrass group. My third oldest brother writes songs and well he sings a lot in connection with his wife, who's a minister. My sister plays music at the Catholic Church where she goes, and I lead singing at the Quakers. I know, Jim, that you play guitar. Did you grow up playing guitar or other instruments as well? 
Well, I did. I took cello for two years and bassoon for five and piano for about four or five. We didn't have money for a lot of things often, but my mother found money for us to have lessons. Well, that's cool. Did you actually do family performances, family concerts, or something like that? No, what we did was sing with each other. The highlight, really, of Christmas for me is that our family would sing a cappella, four-part harmony around the tree, and often when, since I usually, frankly, didn't get much of any presents that I wanted, that was what Christmas was for me. It was the singing harmony in the dark around the tree. That sounds wonderful. In fact, I think it sounds better than any kind of material gift that your family could have given you. Well, it was beauty, or the sense of that this was something we could share, and I always learned the parts. I was the last of the five, and so I got the parts that were left over. And sort of somehow that's an analogy for my life, is to trying to find the part that's not sung. I think that's a question that I'm going to have to ask you as each song comes along. Is this the part that you learn to sing for yourself as you learn the songs? Do you and your family have common musical interests? Well, everybody is into something different, and there are things that we share, and then there are things that we don't. That's always one of the interesting things, is to finding out what you can share and to recognize that there are things that we don't. Do I correctly understand that your family is important to you, at least in terms of who you've come to be? My family of origin, because obviously now I have another one with a wife and two children, but that, yes, that they were extremely important to me, and uh, one of the prides that I have in life is that the five of us, while we're separated by incredible distances, aren't carrying any least known baggage regarding resentments, other things with each other, that we can operate in harmony. And you mean that literally as well as figuratively, right? Right. I mean, that we work cooperatively or kind of consensus in working with my ailing mother's situation and we can discuss and talk about, talk things over and come to a consensus as to what to do. And I don't think that there are many families that could say that. Religiously and spiritually, whichever fits best for you, where have you come from and where have you headed to? And have you spread to all the four corners of the earth that way too? Yes. We started off at uh, United Church of Christ that my mother still is, and my oldest brother is claimed to be a atheist, but when I asked him, uh, how can you say that there's no God since there's music, and his response was, well, if you say God is music, and my second oldest brother is an Episcopalian, Chuck, the third oldest brother, is a wife of a UCC minister, my sister's Catholic, and I'm Quaker. Did you have to deliberately pick to not be in the same religion so that no two of you would be in the same? (laughs) (laughs) No, I just, my brother Chuck was at the meeting first. It just was that I'm someone in between my 
Brother Dick, who doesn't like talking about God at all, and a variety of other members of my family who are much more conventionally Christian, and that Quaker is fit for me. Well, let's start with your first song, and I think we'll bring out a lot more threads of your life through your music. What was the first song that you picked? It's Alto Rhapsody by Brahms, and I wanted to pick something to reflect the classical music that I grew up with. I went to an incredible number of concerts before I was about seven or eight, and I saw the Beatles and corrupted me after that. But I grew up, just started going to classical concerts when I was about two or so, and I never had any trouble my sitting through them, and I always tried to listen to each of the parts very clearly and so I could tell what you know when the trombone was playing and the flu- you know violins and the flutes and all those things, and I'd listen to everything very intently, as to trying to sort through and hear all the different parts that were being played. The thing particularly that Brahms represented to me spiritually was somebody who could transform gloom and despair. And the Alter Rhapsody, he wrote this when a woman that he was in love with was getting married to somebody else. It's about the triumph of love. It's in German, so I couldn't translate exactly what it says because I don't speak German. But I just sort of thought, God, this guy, out of a despair or hurt, makes this incredibly beautiful music and I want to learn that, too. I want to learn how to, when something, rather than to take something painful and turn it into something ugly, uh, how do you make something of beauty and power out of pain? And that's what that represents to me. This also reflects one of the divisions that I also wanted to say, is that classical music, to me, represented sort of an attempt to create the divine, Uh, the divine in the sense of something lofty and perfect. That is one kind of music to me, and other parts of the things is epitomized by folk music, which is creating the beauty out of the ordinary and showing how the little things in life can be transformed into something greater. And that's another kind of music and the kind that I have more gravitated toward in my life as I've grown up because the classical music seemed too forced or that I didn't feel like I could do it. It seemed too lofty. I was drawn towards just seeing the beauty in the everyday rather than creating something perfect. Well, then I think we should listen to it. This is Jim Schott's Song of the Soul. His first song is Brahms' Alto Rhapsody.
What do you feel when you listen to that song, Jim? Hmm. Interesting question. When it gets to the climax of the piece, it just feels like a affirmation or has a sense of, I've sometimes felt you know, chills, or there's a sense of wow, I guess. <laughs> were you exposed to that particular song when you were young, you know, when you were being brought up on classical music? Not that I particularly remember from that time, other than we had two records, or I think it was three, that we played to death. There was a collection of classical music of great composers or something, one of the things that Reader's Digest put out at the time. And then there was Kismet and My Fair Lady. And, <laughs> and we played those records to death and still know Kismet and My Fair Lady really, really well. You said, Jim, that you started out UCC growing up, and I was just trying to figure out why you chose this next song, because it's from Jewish tradition. Did you become Jewish along the way to where you are today? I picked this song because of Peter, Paul, and Mary, who were probably my favorite group for a really long time. When I was moving away from classical music, Peter, Paul, and Mary and the Kingston Trio were the, before I saw the Beatles, the only semi-popular people that I listened to. I've loved them for years. I love their close harmony, the uh, intricate guitar, and just the spirit. When you see a Peter, Paul, and Mary concert, even on TV, you're left with a sense of warmth and that the world is more loving and I like that. I <laughs> The things that make the world feel more loving rather than those things that make the world colder or that make it seem more ugly. Well, I guess to light one more candle, which is, after all, the title of the next song, does make the world a little brighter and warmer, doesn't it? Yes, and it also talks, it's going into the folk tradition, which is very different it's talking about, rather than some eternal, like in the Alptal Rhapsody, it's talking about some of the internal nature of love. It's talking about a simple act of lighting a candle, talking about everyday people's lives. I don't suppose that Light One Candle is one of the songs that you can sing at Milwaukee Friends Meeting. Oh, we do all the time. Do you get accompanied on this? I know you do the guitar, but are there other people who join in? When I lead singing on Sunday, it is leading singing. It is not performance. Yes, I play the guitar and sing melody, but we sing together. You know, I suppose some of our listeners might be surprised that you lead singing for a Quaker meeting, given that 150 years ago and before, Quakers would have avoided singing and dancing completely. Would you, Jim, be a Quaker if you didn't sing as part of Quaker meeting? I don't think that I would have stayed in meeting if they had drummed me out for wanting to lead singing before a meeting. It has been the bridge with my meeting for me. I started the singing before meeting at Milwaukee Friends Meeting, 
don't know, 10 to 15 years ago and regularly do it now. One of the reasons I came to Quakers in the first place was to avoid a bad singing on Sunday <laughs> or songs that there seemed to be what I call musical pablum that a lot of churches were singing. It didn't really mean anything, and they wanted to do something that was easy to sing and wouldn't offend anybody, so that basically it was completely meaningless. That's not what I wanted to sing, or that people were performing, and I really like the sense, and it feels Quakerly to me, to sing together. And yes, you try to make something beautiful, but it's not practiced, and it's not performance, and you don't plan it out ahead of time. So when it works, it's not practiced and has it feels more like a Quaker message rather than a sermon in the sense that it's what we wanted to sing at that moment and how we wanted to sing it. Well, the version you chose is by Peter, Paul, and Mary, and I think we better listen to it now. And, you know, they did practice before they were able to sing this well. It's Light One Candle by Peter, Paul, and Mary. Light one candle for the Maccabee children The thanks that their light didn't die Light one candle for the pain they endured When their right to exist was denied Light one candle for the terrible sacrifice Justice and freedom demand Light one candle for the wisdom to know when the peacemaker's time is at hand Don't let the light go out It's has in the sun For the strength that we need To never become our own foe And light one candle For those who are suffering Pain we learned so long ago Light one candle For all we believe in The anger of terror
What an uplifting song. Jim, I have most of my Peter, Paul, and Mary music on vinyl. I've only got a couple of them on CD. What's your collection like? Is it a mixture of vinyl and cassette and CDs? Yes, and I don't think, and with Peter, Paul, and Mary, I haven't gone to, I'm afraid all my albums, and that's all about that I have, are worn out or warped, so that I'm singing them or thinking of them mostly by memory. Someday, when my life settles, I hope to get some recordings on CD, but I don't have them now. What makes you so presumptuous as to imagine that your life is ever going to settle? That's silly me. I, I just think, I, I think that it might, anyway. How old are your children now? My children are 18 and 11. I have one going off to college, and there's a 18-year-old girl staying with us for the year this year. And I think the odds are really good that next year, when we are down to three, that it'll be somewhat less complex, anyway. <laughs> I love an eternal optimist. Well, maybe we better move on to your next song. And that song is by Stan Rogers, and it's about moving on. And it's called Northwest Passage. Have you been a big Stan Rogers fan? And is this just one of those songs you have to get together and sing with folks a cappella? I actually accompanied or with guitar with two friends at meeting when we had a little show that we put together for meeting but yes I was a big Dan Rogers fan and my brother told about that he was waiting for Stan Rogers to come to perform when his plane crashed and he was killed what a loss but the thing that I loved about him is that there's just a wonderful vibrance and poetry to what he's saying and that the energy is so much in what he's doing that it's just few have matched what he has done and I love the close harmony and he called it kind of folk rock or something but once again in his music of something that I really liked is the talking about little things talking in that song of the eternal somehow out of these attempts of men to get something how am i so different from the first men through this way like them i left a sheltered life i threw it all away seeking golden glory leaving weathered broken bones and a long forgotten lonely cairn of stones i mean it's that's not like you normally <laughs> that sounds all right even not sung i think and that's what all his music was it's just literate masculine poetry and it's not done often and just the way he sings is just so much energy and it just alive and while it doesn't overtly mention God in many places there's just the sense of it's there it is a necessary part of what he's doing one thing that you mentioned that just strikes me as so true is how male his music is, how much it's part of the male experience. And I don't think it's something that my wife can relate to or understand in the same way I can, just having been raised as a male in our society. And it's not a woman-bashing thing. It's not uh, something that neglects equality or any of that kind of thing. It's just so wonderfully 
part of something that I've grown up with and lived in our society. And to have it at its best, the dealing with that this is this is how a man should be. This is not just some something that they make fun on on soap operas or whatever. This is something noble and wonderful, and this is what's possible. But at the same time, it's not a it's not preachy. Um, it's not telling people that they have to be this way. It's just an example. Why did you select Northwest Passage specifically for your Song of the Soul, Jim? It is the one that we have sung most at meeting. We don't sing it very often, but it again is something which I would view as a modern-day carol in the sense that there's a God in it, but it's not overtly religious. It's also got the element of quest in it, and with Quakers, as we tend to think of ourselves as seekers, that's something that's pretty near and dear to our heart, the quest, the seeking that's part of our spiritual life. Yes, I'm dealing with that. I found there, but the road back home again, it is about a journey and not about the end result, which is a theme in many of the songs, as is one coming up particularly, that is talking about the religious life as a question, not as an answer. Mm-hmm. Well, Stan Rogers said it so well, let's let him say it. This is Jim Shock's Song of the Soul. I'm your host, Mark Helpsmeet, and this song is by Stan Rogers. It's called Northwest Passage. Ah, for just one time I would take the Northwest Passage To find the hand of Franklin reaching for the Beaufort Sea Tracing one warm line Through a land so wide and savage And make a northwest passage to the sea Westward from the Davis Strait is there, t'was said to lie, the sea route to the Orient for which so many died, seeking gold and glory, leaving weathered broken bones and a long-forgotten lonely cairn of stones. Ah, for just one time I would take the Northwest Passage To find the hand of Franklin Reaching for the Beaufort Sea Tracing one warm line Through a land so wide and savage And make a northwest passage to the sea. Three centuries thereafter, I take passage over land. In the footsteps of brave Kelso, where his sea of flowers began. Watching cities rise before me. Then behind me sink again This tardiest explorer Driving hard across the plain Ah, for just one time I would take the Northwest Passage 
To find the hand of Franklin reaching for the Beaufort Sea, tracing one warm line through a land so wide and savage, and make a northwest passage to the sea. And through the night behind the wheel, the mileage clicking west, I think upon Mackenzie, David Thompson, and the rest, who cracked the mountain ramparts and did show a path for me to race the roaring Fraser to the sea. Ah, for just one time I would take the Northwest Passage To find the hand of Franklin Reaching for the Beaufort Sea Tracing one warm line Through a land so wide and savage and make a northwest passage to the sea. How then am I so different from the first men through this way? Like them, I left a settled life, I threw it all away. To seek a northwest passage at the call of many men. To find there but the road back home again Ah, for just one time I would take the Northwest Passage To find the hand of Franklin Reaching for the Beaufort Sea Tracing one warm line through a land so wide and savage, and make a northwest passage to the sea. That song has some wonderful male harmony, and I think that must be something you have a true affinity for, given your singing along, particularly with your brothers. And I note that it's also an element in the next song that you've chosen for your Song of the Soul, Jim. Yep. Shake These Bones was as good of a description of sort of what I was wanting to do with my life as anything. To shake these bones and sing my, my life away sounds like a good use for it. It also is just, it's got a wonderful spirit to it, and it's full of religious imagery, but not the overt I find it interesting that when I'm with my three siblings that speak more overt Christianity that I get uncomfortable that there's something that is in songs like this that are very religious but it's not exclusively Christian I mean it refers to uh, the um, child that waits for us out of sight which could easily be Jesus but he could be somebody else, something else, too. It doesn't have the, the Christian exclusivity that I have a little bit of trouble with, saying that Jesus is the only way, which is also one of the ways that I 
things that I love about Quakers. It's songs where religion is part of your life, but you don't exclude or you almost invite in other people's religious experiences, looking for the bonds that you have with them. I remember, Jim, a couple decades ago when I was down in Milwaukee when you first started attending Milwaukee Friends Meeting, that you asked me some questions about what I or what others thought about Jungian philosophy, about Jungian thoughts, Carl Jung's thoughts. And that was my, in dealing with my test, when I was uh, doing the church shopping, that led me to Quakers. My tests were two ministers. I would ask them, when did you speak about Job and what did you say? And almost universally, they avoided Job like the plague, <laughs> or like the plague that he had, because they didn't want to deal with that book. And that I wanted to know, what did you do with Jung? And most of them wanted to avoid him, too. Quakers, I remember that there was some book or something in which they're open to Jung, and at least that Quakers that had the grace to, if they didn't understand something, to be quiet, rather than pretend that they had all the answers. Well, before we lose the thread of this particular song, of your Song of the Soul, Jim, we better play the music. It's called Shake These Bones. It's by Gray Larson and Malcolm Dowglitch. And it's music that doesn't embrace specific formulas, but celebrates the imagery. Did I say that well, Jim? It sounds good to me. It's Shake These Bones. I'll show you how I'm feeling, Lord, any day. I'll shake these bones and shout and sing my life away. I'll shake these bones and I will shout and sing my life away. It won't be long before these bones turn to clay. I'll tell you what I'm thinking, Lord, any time. I'll tell you lies, I'll tell you dreams you won't mind. I'll tell you lies, I'll tell you dreams I know that you won't mind. There's something there that's out of reach I will find. I'll tell you what I'm seeing, Lord, everywhere. It may be only a small part of what is there. It may be only a small part of what is really there. But I'll stumble like the blind man, Lord, without fear. I'll tell you what I'm hearing, Lord, all the time. I'm hearing songs and melodies in my mind. I'm hearing songs and melodies, but when they're out of mind, I'll hear the sweetest piece of all left behind. I'll show you how I'm living, Lord, every day. I may not fall down on my knees and start to pray. I may not fall down on my knees and worship you or pray, but there's reverence in my laughter, Lord, anyway. 
I'll show you who I'm loving, Lord, in the night. And when the door is open, Lord, and filled with light, and when the door is open, Lord, and filled with the morning light, we'll hear the child that calls for us out of sight. I'll show you who I'm loving, Lord, in the day. And to my fellow people, Lord, these words I'll say. And to all my fellow people, Lord, these loving words I'll say. And I'll shake these bones and shout and sing my life away. I'll show you how I'm feeling, Lord, any day. I'll shake these bones and shout and sing my life away. I'll shake these bones and I will shout and sing my life away. It won't be long before these bones turn to clay. Is that one of the songs that you sing at meeting, at Milwaukee Friends Meeting, Jim? Yes. Uh, I haven't found a way to learn the harmony that they put on it. It's a unique harmony that takes some learning, but it's a fun song. It's a fun melody to sing. Jim, what year did you turn 18? 72. I was asking because I know that the next song that you chose is by Styx, and I know that they became popular somewhat after you graduated, so I don't think they were part of your coming of age. No, they weren't, and that's partly of the location of talking about things that happen later. They're somewhat chronological. So did you connect particularly with Styx and with their music? No, other than the song, and one of the things that... It was just sort of miraculous to have this song played on popular radio. I thought them and Queen were the epitome of rock groups for that time period. To come out with Show Me the Way, Take Me Tonight to the River and Wash the Illusions Away, now, whoa, it's like, where did this come from? I just sort of thought, how how wonderful, first of all, that these guys, again, we're talking about guys, would be willing to come out with this thing. And secondly, that it would be popular, and that it would be, again, something which is overtly religious but not preachy. It's got a, what do they call it, a kick-ass chorus. I mean, you know, and say, well, again, it's like it's a carol. Music is part of life. It's singing as part of, like musicals are, the spirit is, part of life it's not something you do for an hour on Sunday so again they brought it into that it's okay to talk about these things to ask for the way shown I've asked to (laughs) show me the way many times well if you've asked the question a lot have you got any answers to pass on any partial answers to pass on well I tend to view that we are given a bit of a thread to follow and that there is a uh, I feel energy flows and the way I define good and bad is if it increases my flow of what I see as God's energy through me 
then it's good. And if it cuts it off, it's not. It's very visceral, very physical test, and that there are a lot of things which have traditionally been viewed as bad, which, by golly, do cut off my energy. You know, hate, <laughs> anger, resentment, fear, all those kind of things cut off my energy, and love or certain kinds of things increases it and increases my connection to the divine. I try to listen to my my body as to what is right, and music is one of the things which is really increases helping God manifest. Many things come down to essentially looking God in the eyes and saying, what is right or what is for me to do and if you have a sense of what that is there really isn't any alternative explanations arguments really don't mean anything if there's a sense of this is for you you feel it that this is i cannot do else i guess if there's a sense of you can't be or do anything else then life becomes very simple <laughs> I have to do this because this is me. Thanks, Jim, for sharing that bit of your insight and of your journey. I don't want to lose track of the song that you selected for your song of the soul, so let's play that now. It's by Styx, and it's called Show Me the Way. Every night I say a prayer in the hopes that there's a heaven. Every day I'm more confused As the saints turn into sinners All the heroes and legends I knew as a child Have fallen into idols of play And I feel this empty place inside So I pray that I've lost my faith Show me the way
Show Me the Way by the group Sticks. My name is Mark Helpsmeet. I'm your host here on Northern Spirit Radio for Song of the Soul, and we're listening to Jim Shock's Song of the Soul. And Jim, we've come up to the last song that you selected for your Song of the Soul. Can you tell us about it? This is a, I mean, it has this wonderful male chorus that starts off, and then Dante's prayer, um, Please Remember Me. It's just in a sense, when I heard this from this wonderful Celtic woman, who, to me, even if she doesn't overtly sing about uh, religious matters, it's just, it is so much spirit in it or whatever, that I would feel my life complete to just to have written and sung this one song, I mean, you know, as far as I'm concerned, because it just goes, oh, she is the um, most amazing of people that are currently writing or performing spiritually as far as I'm concerned it's just incredibly otherworldly music I absolutely agree with you the line you mentioned in particular just please remember me that is such a powerful evocative call to something really deep it's really ministry as far as I can see it I think we better let them listen to it. Don't you think so, Jim? I would rather listen to it than hear myself talk. <laughs> this is Dante's Prayer, and it's by Lorena McKinnett.
did not believe because I could not see Though you came to me in the night When the dawn seemed forever lost You showed me your love in the light of the stars Cast your eyes on the ocean Cast your soul to the sea Remember me And the mountain rose before me By the deep well of desire From the fountain of forgiveness Beyond the ice and the fire Cast your eyes on the ocean
that was Dante's Prayer by Lorena McKinnett. And Jim, that was your last song for your Song of the Soul today. What was one of the songs that you didn't have time to include in this Song of the Soul? I I know it's got to be a terribly difficult process to go through to winnow it down to the number that can fit in this short program. The one that I, I talked to you about, but I couldn't find a recording that was like the way my family did it. Love's Old Sweet Song. It's an old Victorian thing that is right now, I think, the thing that my family of origin sings the best together that has a last verse dealing with, even today we hear that song of yore, deep in our heart it dwells forevermore. Footsteps may falter, weary grows the way, but we hear it at the end of day. Even in the end when life's dim shadows fall, love will be found the greatest song of all. That's so true. Well, thank you, Jim, for sharing your songs, the songs that are the music of your soul's journey. Well, thank you for asking, and I, um, my siblings, one of the gifts that they gave me was to share things that they found and loved, you know, like books and hugs and dances and songs are to be shared. Thanks again, Jim. Thank you. You've been listening to a Song of the Soul interview with Jim Schacht, a member of Milwaukee Friends Meeting in Wisconsin. You can hear this program again via my website, northernspiritradio.org. And on that site, you can find information about the songs and other useful information about this program. Song of the Soul is produced by Mark Helpsmeet. If you'd like to share your Song of the Soul with the listeners of WHYS-FM Radio, please contact me via my email address, helpsmeet at usa.net. That's H-E-L-P-S-M-E-E-T at usa.net. And please join me Sundays at 11 a.m. for Song of the Soul. You can